Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, I wanted to uh, do like a NBA Finals Florida State roster comparison. And um, obviously I'm taking the top guys from each team in the NBA Finals and I'm basically saying, okay, this guy, in my opinion, is equivalent to this guy. You know, so first off, our Steph Curry has to be, has to be Jordan Travis. Explosive. Makes big plays. You know, maybe the best athlete on the team. Um and he has to be that guy for us. Um Draymond Green. I'm going to have to go with Kalen DeLoach. Uh, probably the best defensive player on the team. Um, is probably going to be the leader <clears throat> of the defense. And uh, that's it. Uh, Clay Thompson, I'm going to have to go with uh, Malik McClain. Uh, Silky Smooth. Can make big plays. Um, you know, maybe the second best player on the offense, maybe. Um, Jason Tatum, I'm going to have to go with uh, Treshawn Ward. Just can can explode at any second, can take over a game at any second. Um Marcus Smart, I'm going to have to go with uh, Jamie Robinson. I mean, just a defensive dynamo, makes big plays. I mean, everywhere, you know, he can direct everybody on offense, I mean, on defense. Um, And then uh, Jalen Brown, I'm going to have to go with Sam McCall. Very athletic. Very fast and uh, just can make big plays. So uh, I just feel like, you know, and I didn't put any thought into this. This is just off the top. So, you know, it may be a little bit far-fetched, but that's just my opinion on it. I think... uh, we got some players, man. We just got to put them in the right position to, to succeed. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors winning their uh, fourth championship in eight years. Um, I'm not a fan. Uh, Steph Curry grew up in my hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, tremendous player. Tremendous shooter. Uh, I think I think he is in the conversation 
you know, for being in the top 10. I think if he wins a couple of more championships with with all the young talent they have around them, uh, you know, I, 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 I just I don't think there's any way you can keep him out of the top 10 if he wins more championships. Um, you know, just a, a tremendous game, tremendous series for him last, uh, you know, last couple weeks and last night. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you know, Boston put my boys out of it, the Miami Heat, and I was pulling for Boston because I just I'm tired of seeing the Golden State Warriors and I'm tired of seeing LeBron. So that was really it for me. Um, The Florida State Seminoles, man. I just think when this season starts and we're it's fastly approaching, we just got to get out the gates fast. Um, You know, I think based on last season, you can't go into this Duquesne game you know, playing around. You just got to go out here and crush these boys quick and then just try to get on to LSU healthy. And then um, when we get to LSU, I mean, it's just, you know, we need that Notre Dame-type effort from last season, except we got to win. And uh, I think we can beat them. I just don't know what type of offensive line we're going to put out there. Uh, That's really the only uh, question mark that I have. Um, And I know the people that listen to this podcast religiously, I know you guys are probably tired of talking me, hearing me talk about the offensive line, but that's the Achilles heel. That's how we're going to get better. It, it, you can't emphasize it enough. If I don't come on here and talk about the offensive line at least every episode or every other episode, I mean, are you really a fan? So we we got a long way to go, man. And then I think if you can put a good offensive line out there, what are you looking at in terms of quarterback play? You know, I I just feel like they could have ran more screens. They could have did a lot more stuff to get Jordan Travis uh, some easy throws early on in these games. Um, But he, you know, make no mistake about it. He's got to take a big step this year. Um, I would like to see him become more of a pocket passer instead of the uh, uh, running threat. He, I think he likes to run first and pass second. I just don't feel like this season we need more. We need more pocket passing. We need more uh, patience in the pocket. And, I mean, just like in the Miami game, I think, you know, that game right there, it really showed me that this guy can sit in the pocket and make money throws if 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 the offensive line gives him time to do that. And um, I would love to see him make that next step, make that ma- next leap 
that Kenny Pickett type leap. Um, I think he's got some 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 better receivers this year to throw to. I mean, you got to give this coaching staff credit. They went out and they went to the portal and they got guys. Um, so I give them their respect on that. Uh, but for all the great receivers and running backs, and we got some okay tight ends, if you can't block, it's, it's really a moot point. And, and until I see... You know, I mean, we pretty much know the interior, right? It's going to be Lyles, um, your boy from Notre Dame, the transfer from Notre Dame, I forget his name, and then the transfer from Charlotte. And then I think, you know, maybe if you can get Armella. I mean, they say they say you can't start as a true freshman, but... I'm thinking maybe he can, man. And then I don't know who, I mean, I guess they're going to put Robert Scott back out there at tackle, at left tackle. I just, I don't see what the fascination is with him. I don't see, you know, why everybody think he's something special. Every time I see the dude play, he gets beat. So, and I'm not hating on the guy. That's just facts. Every time I see the dude, he getting beat. So I just I just want to see more consistency from the offensive line. Um, Gibbons, Gibbons, Lyles, and I forget the other dude's name from that transfer from Charlotte. I don't think they're going to put him at tackle. I think he would be better suited to play guard. Um, but maybe they'll put uh, Washington. Uh, out there. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be a long, hard road back to what we want it to be, but I think we can get there if we, you know, we got to start recruiting well, better. We got to start recruiting better. Um, then I think the sky's the limit for this team. When I say the sky's the limit for this team, I, at minimum, seven and five. We have to have a winning record. I don't want, me personally, I don't want five and seven. I don't want six and six. Minimum seven and five. And that's seven and five being in contention in every game. No blowouts. Nobody running us out the, off the field, out the stadium. I mean, I want to look like we belong on the field with every opponent that we play this season. I don't think that's asking for too much. I feel like uh, we have enough talent to accomplish that, to be competitive in every game. And we just can't get off to a slow start like last season. We can't go 0-3, 0-4. Like, you know, the Jacksonville State loss – um, you know, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was just, it was very embarrassing. And just some of the calls in that game were terrible. Some of the calls in the Notre Dame game were terrible. And you just can't have a repeat performance 
um, of those calls in those situations. I think, I think as the year went on last year, the defensive play calling got better. The offensive play calling got better. But I think offensively you need to call more plays where Jordan Travis throws the ball down the field. I think you need to get some more screens. And I think you need to feature Cam McDonald a little bit more because I'm telling you, when he goes to the pros, I'm telling you, he's going to be special when he goes to the pros because whoever drafts him, if he goes like to the Rams or the Green Bay Packers or the 49ers, you know, somebody that knows coaches that know how to use tight ends with his athleticism, he's going to be special. And, you know, when, when Norvell was hired, you know, his thing was we, we get the ball in the hands of playmakers. I just, you know, I, I just feel like Cam McDonald is not being utilized correctly. Because I just feel like he has good hands. I mean, you've seen they gave it to him a little bit here and there, and he made catches, he made plays, but I think he could be so much more in this offense. And giving him uh, more receptions can create easier throws for Jordan Travis. And I think in every game you have to get him off to a good start with some easy throws, some screens, you know, some quick stuff to the tight end, uh, some screen plays. You know, you can't depend on Jordan Travis to run around and make plays and play sandlot football, you know, every game. I mean, where would this program be right now without Jordan Travis? Where, I mean... Where would we be? The the games that we won last season was basically because of Jordan Travis and and uh Jermaine Johnson making plays. So I think it's very imperative that you you scheme up this offense around your best weapon, and that's Jordan Travis. I think um, too much uh, scheming was, I mean, this, a lot of offensive guys have egos and a lot of them try to fit square pegs into round holes. And I think that was pretty much what was going on last season. And, you know, any offensive guy has to tailor their offense to the players that they have. And I think that's what Norvell needs to do. I mean, you don't have the offensive line to to drop back five steps, seven. You know, you, you, you got an offensive line where you might hold up for three steps. One, two, three, get the ball out. One, two, three, get the ball out. And we need more perimeter running plays. Um. And, you know, I, I think we can be decent. I think if this team can average anywhere between 30 and 40 points a game and the defense can just play, pick up where they left off last season and improve on that, we, we might be 
we might see something special. We might see a nine and three. You know, dare I say ten and two? I don't think we're gonna win ten games, bro. But it it would it wouldn't surprise me if they did, just because the talent is there. The coaching has to be tailored to the talent. Um, but a winning record is is seven and five has to be the goal. And being competitive in every game. Six and six is not acceptable. Five, anything less than seven and five is not acceptable. And I think it's seven games on this schedule you can win. Okay? We should not be getting blown off the field by Wake Forest. I, I don't care. I don't care how dire we are. We should not be getting blown off the field by Wake Forest. And we got blown off the field by Wake Forest. We got blown off the field by Louisville. Okay? We were more competitive in the Clemson game than we were in those two games. So, to me, it's, that's coaching. That's coaching. That's having your players ready to play. We went into Clemson ready to play, ready to compete. We went into the Notre Dame game ready to compete. And whatever you did in those two games, Notre Dame and um, Clemson, you have to replicate that for the whole season. Those are the type of efforts that we need. Now, we lost those games, but the effort was there. And, And that's really what we need. As you look to the future of Florida State football, I don't think you can really say that it's a bright future. I think you have to say that it's a work in progress. Um, Many, many years ago, we had a chance and an opportunity to join the SEC. Um, I didn't want to join the SEC. Um, But looking back on it now, we should have joined. I think Florida State would have been much better off. Now, if we would have joined, um, the success that we had in the 90s probably doesn't happen if we joined the SEC. They joined, in my opinion, Florida State joined the ACC because they just said, okay, we can run through this conference every year and basically have a pathway to the national championship. And, you know, when they played, they just couldn't beat Miami, you know. And it was it, it. I mean, you you. I enjoyed the success in the nineties, but if we would have joined the SEC back then, I think we would be a better program now financially. Thus, we could get better recruits. But you know, Jimbo proved that you don't necessarily have to have big money to get recruits. You just have to have enough money to get a couple guys. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be able to recruit on the level of an Alabama, a Georgia, a Texas A&M. They have big money. Um, I I want to put USC in that category, but I don't think Los Angeles is going to sell itself from, from an NIL perspective. So I don't think 
USC is really going to have to do that much. You know, but as that pertains to Florida State, we, you know, Tallahassee is not a destination. You know, nobody say they nobody says that hey, I'm going on vacation to Tallahassee. So and we don't have a billionaire booster. So how do we get recruits? We have to win games. We have to put an exceptional product on the field in order to attract the Dalvin Cooks, the Jalen Ramseys, the Jameis Winstons. Okay? Um and 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 that's it. There's there's no other way to do it. Okay, you got your you got your little startup NIL things going, but you know, if a five star has to choose between getting a two hundred thousand from Florida State and a chance to play early, or getting four or five hundred thousand from Georgia and have to wait a year or two, which one you think they're gonna take? So, so if you can, this season is imperative that we improve. It's it's just so important. I'm not saying we got to go undefeated. I'm not saying we got to win 10 games, but you have to have a winning record, not a 500 record. You have to have a winning record and you have to be competitive in every game. Then I, I think, you you can make a lot of headway in the state of Florida because that's that's ultimately where you have to win first as it, as it as recruiting goes you have to win in the state of Florida you can't lose in the state of Florida and then think you're just going to go nationwide and get a top 5 recruiting class that's just not going to happen you have to be the dominant recruiting program you have to be the dominant football program in the state of Florida, and that's just the way it is. Any type of success that Florida State has had in years past, we've dominated on the field, we've dominated in recruiting in the state of Florida. And that that formula, I believe, will hold true now. I mean, Miami getting the coach that they got, you you want Miami to recruit at a high level in South Florida. That's going to keep Georgia and Alabama and all those other SEC schools out of there. You want Miami to be good. You just don't want them to be better than us. And um, I, I think we got some guys, but I, I just look at the roster up and down. I see seven and five, eight and four. I don't see nine and three or 10 and two. I see seven and five, eight and four. If everything goes right, if the coaching staff is on point from game one to game 12, okay, if all the players are buying in, if everything goes perfect, seven and five, eight and four. But I I just, I think there's going to be a lull somewhere where this team is just not motivated. That's just my opinion because it happened last year. It happened at the beginning of the season. So Mike Norvell's got to push some buttons early on. He needs to be pushing those buttons now. 
to get these guys focused. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? I don't the, the season opener, week zero, I don't I don't chalk that game up into the win column. Not after Jacksonville State. There's no way. Um and if you if you follow this team, I just don't know how you can sit there and say that. I mean, we could lose that game if we don't come out there and play like we capable of playing. So, you know, we, we got basically, what, 70-something days until season opener? I can't wait, man. You know, don't get it twisted. I'm On this podcast, we keep it real, man. I don't, I'm not going to let my fandom blind me to the facts. I'm not going to pretend like Jacksonville State didn't happen. So if you want a homer podcast, go listen to somebody else's podcast. On this podcast, we're going to keep it real. We're going to tell the truth. We're going to be positive. We're going to be negative. But when we're negative, we're going to tell the truth. So... Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. As always, go Nose.